Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the fastest hour of the week, the Glean Podcast. We're glad to have each and every one of you here. And uh, on behalf of myself and all the other ones, Dad and Josh, we want to wish you and y'all, your family, y'all, I'm still Southern, I'm working on it, but we want to wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. Don't eat too much, but we hope you have a good time with your family and friends. But uh, what I wanted to talk about a little bit tonight was, uh, since we're dealing with Thanksgiving, is, you know, in the society that we live in, it seems like we live in a society that's ungrateful, a culture that's ungrateful. Uh, it's a society where it, it's like everybody feels like they're owed something. You know, it's not, you know, when I was growing up, and I know when you was growing up, you know, it, to, to get respect, you, you had to give respect. Or to get appreciation, you know, it, it worked both ways. And now it, it seems like, uh, you know, it, people are just ungrateful Uh I know something as simple as uh, even opening a door for somebody when you're walking in a convenience store. I know, you know, I'm just a habit. I don't look at the color of their skin or their gender, even though there's not but two. I only look, I don't even look at gender. But if somebody's coming in behind me, I'll open the door and allow them to go in first. It's not that I want to pat on the back. It's not. I'm just. I'm just being kind. It's being courteous. And you know, if I'm walking out the store, I'll hold the door to let somebody come in or, or let somebody come out behind me. And I even, you know, I've had some people used to, you know, if you do that, and still some people do that. Well, thank you. You know, it's just, it's just courtesy. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I've noticed it lately. It seems like that, you know, even when you do stuff like that, people don't even acknowledge you. They don't say thank. They don't eat anything. It's just, and they just keep going, you know. But um, that's what I, I guess I kind of want to talk about this evening was how do we, according to Scripture, how do we stay thankful in an unthankful culture? Well, it, like you said, first of all, it seems like uh, we're living in a society that, for the most part, is unthankful. Mm-hmm. Uh, they feel like that, you know, the world or society owes them something. Yeah. But really, uh, you know, they don't they don't owe them anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we have an opportunity. I believe every one of us have an opportunity for something in life, mm-hmm. and uh, of course, something that uh, I believe that God, uh, you know has ordained for us, but uh, the problem is, uh, you know, that uh, people, do they really search for what God has in store for them? Right. Or are they just daydreaming or hoping, mm-hmm. you know, for this or that? <clears throat> but according to the Scripture, Second Timothy 1, 9, the Bible said, who has saved us and called us, with the holy calling, mm-hmm. not according to our own works, but according to his purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ before the foundation of the world. Mm-hmm. So before God ever stood out on this expanse of emptiness, 
and said, light be and light was. God already knew you. Mm-hmm. He already knew me. He already knew John. He already knew everybody. Mm-hmm. And he already had a plan and a purpose in his mind mm-hmm. for our lives. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, that, that to me, that's mind-boggling. Yeah. To think that before God made anything, he already knew you, mm-hmm. and he already had a perfect plan and purpose for your life. Mm-hmm. But how many people are looking for that, yeah. searching for that? I know I didn't until I come to know the Lord, and uh, you know, and then of course, uh, God called me to preach. Somebody might say, "Well, you know what God has for you because He mm-hmm. called you to preach." But uh, I, it, I thought about this today while you were uh, preaching and uh, talking about, you know, that we all ought to have a passion mm-hmm. uh, about something that, uh, you know, we can do and that we excel in. Every, everybody has a gift and a talent to do something. Mm-hmm. I, I mean... Just to sit around, twiddle your thumbs, and never get involved in anything is uh, it's it's crazy. God has something for everybody, mm-hmm. and uh, but I even remember it. It it's kind of funny in a way, but I I you know when I was a little boy, uh, before I ever come to know the Lord, I knew about Him, but mm-hmm. I didn't know Him. But, uh, you know, as long as I had somebody else to play with, it never crossed my mind. Mm -hmm. But when I would be alone, be by myself, maybe mom and daddy had gone to visit with somebody, and uh, for whatever reason, I'd be there at the house by myself, I always pretended I was a preacher, Mm -hmm. you know. And uh, mama had a row of hedge bushes out there, uh, rose bushes, and uh, I would get me a, a block of wood, but we burned firewood back in those days, and uh, I'd get me a big old block of wood, and that was my pulpit, Yeah, and I'd stand up on that block of wood, and I'd preach to them rose bushes, uh-huh. you know, and tell them if they didn't repent and accept <laughs> Christ is going to hell yeah, <laughs> and all that. Well, then when I come to the age of accountability— knowing right from wrong, uh, that left me. Mm-hmm. Uh, because at that, after I come to the knowledge of the truth and right and wrong, uh, you know, the Apostle Paul said it this way. He said, I was once alive unto God, mm-hmm. but sin revived and I died. Mm-hmm. In other words, he come to the age, he was in innocence. Mm-hmm before he come to that age of accountability. But when he come to the age of accountability, he said, sin revived and I died. And so that's why Paul, known as Saul of Tarsus then, had to have that Damascus Road experience. Right. You know? mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, his he accepted Christ mm-hmm. at that time, you know, and his spirit was alive again under God. But I would dare say that uh, if you could talk to Paul uh, again today 
And, well, actually we can because he wrote this right. uh, letter to young Timothy, mm-hmm. you know, to encourage him. And he would tell you, you know, I remember when I was a little kid, you know, I'd play in a stream or mm-hmm. something, you know, and I would pretend I was preaching to people, you know. I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised because of what he said to Timothy here. But uh, uh, it seems that uh, from what he said, I, I was just going to point out a verse here. Uh, in Second Timothy chapter 3, uh, in verse 1, he said, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Mm-hmm. That means dangerous, hurtful times. Uh, that is, if you're, as far as the world is concerned. But now, if you're living for God, it don't have to be dangerous, hurtful times. Right. It can be one of the greatest times Mm -hmm. that you've ever lived. Yeah. You know. And then, from verse 2 down to verse 13, I'm not going to read all those verses, but he gives us the attitude, the heart attitude Mm -hmm. of society as a whole. And in verse 2, he said, Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful. Mm-hmm. See, yep. uh, an unthankful society. Mm-hmm. And it's like you said, do you know, you, you used to, uh, if you help somebody do something, they say, well, thank you, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, or I appreciate that, mm-hmm. you know. They they uh, seem like they were really, I mean, they honestly yeah. meant thank you for helping me and mm-hmm. thank you for that kind word or maybe you did a kind deed, you know, for them. Uh, and and uh, they really seem like they were, uh, you know, truly, honestly thankful, and they would mm-hmm. let you know. Yeah. But now uh, the Bible says that they're unthankful. Mm-hmm. It seems like uh, the society today as a whole, I'm not talking about everybody, so don't get in an uproar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not talking about everybody, but I'm talking about society as a whole uh, is unthankful. They feel like they're owed something, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you can see that by when uh, the COVID breakout, mm-hmm. you know, come in uh, 2020. I think it actually started in late 2019, but uh, it really started being talked about and everything, people getting COVID in 2020. And... Uh, so, because, uh, you know, they wanted to shut down the workplaces and, uh, you know, they it's funny that they kept the ABC stores open yeah. and the, the beer joints and, uh, you know, places, nightclubs where you could go and drink mm-hmm. liquor and stuff like that. But, uh, and, but the church wasn't yeah. a necessity. Yeah. And they wanted the churches shut down. Well, that was just a lie of the devil, you mm-hmm. know. But uh, the church should never be shut down. No. And uh, because uh, you're going to, that's where we're going to find our help 
And that's where we learn how to be a thankful people. Mm-hmm. And the Bible's full of it. Yeah. I mean, it, it tells us over and over and over through the uh, all the books of the Bible and especially the book of Psalms. Mm-hmm. It's filled, chunk full yeah. of be give thanks, mm-hmm. be thankful, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think... Uh, you know, when they started giving out the money, uh, you know, during COVID to people, um, I never asked for any. They sent us one, I think, one time, but I was about to send it back to yeah. them. I didn't need it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was blessed. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but, you know, and and I don't know if they still giving out any to people or not, because most of those people that uh, quit work or their company was shut down and they were getting a handout, most of them not never gone back to work. Yeah, I mean, some of them yeah. have, but a lot, I'd say the majority of them hadn't gone back to work. They they want that free. They mm-hmm. think it's free. They think yeah. it's, well, they owe that to me. Mm-hmm. No, they don't owe you anything. Right. Uh, you know. Except maybe an apology, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, for lying. But uh, you know, uh, the Bible says if a man don't work, he don't eat. Mm-hmm. In other words, God never intended for us to sit back on our uh, haunches, so to speak, yeah. and do nothing. Yeah, we're we're to labor, we're to work, and God will reward us according, you know, with our labor, what we do. And the Bible says we're to enjoy the fruit of our labor. Mm-hmm. God wants us to enjoy the blessings that he brings into our life. But that free money that they think the government is handing out is not free. It's costing the taxpayer. Right. And they'll be paying for it for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, to come. So... But uh, I don't know. It just seems like, uh, and according to this uh, scripture here, that people are are just, uh, they don't know how to be thankful mm. for the, I, I mean, the least of blessings. Yeah. We, we should be thankful for everything that God gives us, yeah. that God blesses us with. In uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18, he says, In everything give thanks. Why? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you but not me. No. (laughs) That's what most people (laughs) think. Well, you can give thanks. Just look what you got. Yeah. well, the Bible says not to covet anything that's your neighbor's. Right. If they happen to be blessed and own five cars and you don't own one, mm-hmm. uh, so what? They You don't yeah. know how they had to work to get that. Right. You know, and uh, they may have inherited it. Mm-hmm. And if they did, God bless them, yeah. you know. But, uh, you know, we should learn how to be thankful and he said, this is the will of God. Mm-hmm. If you're not not a thankful person, you're out of the will of God in, right. that, in that way. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you might be doing some other things, right? But if you're not thankful mm-hmm. in the little things that God does in your life, 
you're out of the will of God. Mm. Now, I know there was uh, some years ago, uh, there's another scripture there in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, also that uh, says, in everything, give thanks. But uh, they got the idea, and when I say they, uh, some uh, Bible teachers, mm-hmm. uh, they were saying that we're supposed to give thanks even for everything the devils are doing. No. But if you read the context there, in verse 19, he's talking about be, being filled with the Spirit and uh, he said, not at verse 18, not to be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Yeah. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And then in verse 20, he said, giving thanks. Mm-hmm. Well, you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you can give you thanks. You give thanks. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he said, giving thanks always for all things. Now, when it says all things, it don't mean you're to thank God for what the devils are doing. But in all things, you give God thanks in spite of what the devils are doing. You can give God thanks and praise. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's what it's talking about there because you look at the context of the scripture. uh, He's not talking about giving thanks to the you know, because the devils are doing this right. or that. Yeah. And then here in First Thessalonians chapter five, he's saying, Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Yeah. Not somebody else. Right. Even though if they're reading it, then they become the you. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. In other words, and then he said, quench not the spirit. You see, he's talking about spiritual blessings here. Yeah. And in spite of what the devils are doing, we're to give God thanks and be a thankful people. I'm not going to thank God. There were some of them saying that we ought to thank God for cancer. (laughs) Well, what do I want to thank God for cancer for? That kills people. Yeah. You know, now if he heals us of cancer, yeah, thank God, hallelujah, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, and any kind of sickness or anything, they say, well, the Bible says in everything, Mm -hmm. all things give thanks, so thank God for this cancer, Mm -hmm. thank God for this blood disease, or thank God that I'm paralyzed, well, that's dumb, Mm -hmm. you know, You, you give God thanks for all things that he does, and in spite of what the devils are doing, yeah, give thanks. Mm-hmm. I learned, of course, uh, I I think I, I learned it more fully, you know, this, this past year. Mm-hmm. I mean, for about six months, it just seems like we, we were in a blur, so to speak, because uh, May the 1st, the first Sunday in May, my only brother passed away. Mm-hmm. And 11 days later, my wife's brother mm-hmm. passed away. And on that same day, uh, May the 12th, uh, there was my, my sister that lives in Harrisburg. Her 
stepson mm-hmm. passed away. So there was three funerals, just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. You know? And we had had that going on and uh, going through all of that, of course, with the family. And uh, then, uh, you know, we we had uh, two two weddings at that time. All of that was going on, and we were trying to deal with, you know, being there for the family and the funeral services mm-hmm. and encouraging them and, you know, trying to be strong for them. And... Uh, and then, uh, you know, had two weddings to perform and uh, three now. And uh, then after that, uh, you know, the enemy uh, was attacked my body and uh, I passed out at uh, my grandson Jackson's uh, graduation ceremony at South Stanley. And uh, then, you know, they uh, took me to the hospital and, put a defibrillator and pacemaker mm-hmm. in. And then I had found out uh, I had to go to the dermatologist and found out that I had a melanoma on my back, mm-hmm. and they cut that out. And uh, then I had a place uh, cut off of my ear, and then they found out that was cancer, mm-hmm. and they had to cut a place out of my ear and graft skin on it and everything. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we hadn't even, you know, had time to go back to Asheville where my brother lived to help, you know, his wife. Mm-hmm. And she was wanting to, you know, get his clothes out mm-hmm. and give them to somebody and, and all. We hadn't even had time to do that. So <clears throat> it's really, uh, for about six months, it's just been like a blur. Yeah. Just one thing after another. <laughs> You 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 think I just was thinking? It's almost like Job. Yeah. You know when Job, uh, you know, was uh, being tested of the devil, mm-hmm. and uh, the you know the bad thing is a lot of people thinks God yeah. did that to Job. Mm-hmm. The devil tried to get God to curse Job, but God said, "No, I'm not going to curse him." Yeah. But said, "He's in your hand." Mm-hmm. He said, well, I can't do nothing with him. You got a hedge about him. He said, he's in your hand, but you can't take his life. Mm-hmm. You see? And uh, so thank God for that, because if, if he could just take our lives at will, he'd kill all of us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Know? And, uh, but anyway, uh, you know, he, he said, uh, you know, in all that uh, happened to him, I mean, just soon as one person come, a servant, and reported bad news, it said before he'd get done speaking, another one, another one mm-hmm. would come. And before he got done speaking, here come another one. <clears throat> and it seemed like that there was just one thing after another. But it said in all of this, God never, uh, Job never cursed God or spoke mm-hmm. foolishly against God. His wife tried to get him to curse yeah. God and die. He said, you speak like a foolish woman, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, then, you know, if if I catch people today, and, I, you know, I say it whether they like it or not, If and I've caught a few of them saying, well, I guess I'm just like poor old Joe. Yeah. I said, well, thank God. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, thank God, what do you mean? I said, well, if you bite like poor old Joe, you're going to have to get doubly yeah. blessed. Yeah. 
blessed twice as much mm-hmm. as you had in the beginning. And, uh, you know, Bible scholars tell us that the whole 42 chapters of the book of Job happened in less than a year's time. Yeah. Approximately nine uh, months. Nine months. Nine yeah. months period that all 42 chapters mm-hmm. took place in Job's life. So, yeah, that was sad things that was mm-hmm. happening to him. But, you know, he, in all of that, he never foolishly charged God. Right. And God blessed him twice as much in the end Mm -hmm. that he had before. And so with all of this going on and, uh, you know, even in my own life, uh, I learned even in all that, I I was happy. Mm -hmm. I was at peace. And I, I would, you know, even when they was uh, doing surgery, putting that pacemaker in, they didn't put me to sleep, but they just mm-hmm. numbed it, you know, yeah. and cut me across here and then put that down in there, run those wires down in your heart mm-hmm. and uh, put that unit down in there and then sewed it up. And I just lay in there on the table. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thank you, Jesus, for being so good to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, the cardiologist had told me after they did an MRI of my heart, uh, you know, said, you you know, this is more serious than you thought. Said, you should have died two or three times. <laughs> and when he said that, I said, but I ain't. But that's right. You know, yeah. thank God. Mm-hmm. And uh, here I am this evening. You know, preaching the word, Mm -hmm. sharing the good news of the gospel, and giving God thanks. That's right. Hallelujah. And uh, so not only should we have an attitude of thanksgiving towards God, God, we always ought to be giving him thanks. Mm -hmm. I mean, because God is good. God is like uh, Oral Roberts used to say, uh, God is a good God, yeah. and something good is going yeah. to happen to you. And you know, preachers would get mad at him because he'd say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, what are you going to say? God's a bad God? Yeah. <laughs> something terrible's happening yeah. to you. <laughs> <clears throat> something ter- you better watch out. Something yeah. terrible's going to happen to you today. Yeah. No, God, he was bringing faith and encouragement to people saying that. And uh, so, anyway, we not only ought to be thankful to God. If you got up this morning, that's right. You ought to be thankful. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of people can't get up. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people going through problems that mm-hmm. uh, you know's got them homebound and they're not able to get out and enjoy anything. Uh, <clears throat> you know, and and we pray for those people. Mm-hmm. We, we we our heart of compassion goes out to them. But even through all that you go through, th- things happen to you mm-hmm. in life. Uh, the Bible says in First Peter chapter five, uh, verse eight, to be sober and to be vigilant. That means to be sober-minded. Uh, you know, think, think. You know, keep your mind focused. Be sober-minded. And uh, he said, for your adversary. And he tells us who it is. Mm-hmm. Our adversary is not our next door neighbor. It's not our mother-in-law. <laughs> it's it's a it's the devil. Right. It said, "Your adversary, the devil." Mm-hmm. 
walketh about as a roaring lion. Yes, he's not the roaring lion, but he tries to imitate the Mm -hmm. roaring lion, which is Jesus Christ of the tribe of Judah, the lion of the tribe of Judah, and seeking whom he may devour. Mm Mm-hmm. So the devil, with none of us exempt from it, right. the devil is going to attack you in some way or another, mm-hmm. and none of us are exempt from it. But what we have to learn is when he does attack us, we have authority in Jesus' name, mm-hmm. and if we will humble ourselves before God and resist the devil, the Bible says he will, didn't say maybe he would right. or I hope he might, said, he will flee from you. Mm-hmm. And I've had people to tell me, say, well, I tried that, and he didn't go nowhere. Well, you didn't resist him. That's right. Because if you resist him in the authority of Jesus' name, he has to go. Mm-hmm. He don't have a choice. Yeah. He has to go. Now, it don't mean he won't come back and try you again. Yeah. But if he does, every time he shows that old ugly head up and goes a-roaring at you, you say, no, devil, I won't receive that. You're not my master anymore. Mm-hmm. The Bible tells us in Colossians chapter 1, verse 12 and 13, he said that he has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness, which is Satan's kingdom, and has translated us into the kingdom of God's dear son. Mm-hmm. We're under a new lordship now, being God's child. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I don't know, uh, you know, how people make it in this day and hour in mm-hmm. which we live, not knowing Jesus, right? not having the peace of God in their heart. And uh, maybe uh, that's why maybe a lot of people are not as thankful as they should be, uh, but as even Christians, yeah, you know, I mean, just think, just think about this. And you you hit it a little bit this morning about you know if 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 we are born again mm-hmm. and we know we have a knowledge in our head and in our heart that God loved us He gave His only begotten Son He went to the cross He gave His life He was buried He shed His blood He was buried and rose mm-hmm. again the third day and the Bible said if we believe on him Mm -hmm. and accept him, then we'll have eternal life. Mm -hmm. If that's the only thing he ever did Mm -hmm. for us, that's enough to thank him forever and And ever. ever. I I tell you a lot of times, especially now, uh, I thank God every day. Lord, I thank you for saving me. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to hell. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm coming to be with you one of these days, and it probably won't be as long as it has been. No, it won't. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm I mean, just thankful for everyday life. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, you know, the it, it doesn't do any good to grumble and complain anyway. No. You think about this, and and then I'll try to be quiet. <laughs> uh, when God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. Bible scholars estimate that there were somewhere between two and three million people yeah. came out of Egypt. 
Mm-hmm. All of them were not Egypt. I mean, uh, Jew or right. Hebrews. Yeah. Some of them were Egyptians mm-hmm. that come out with with them. Yeah. With them, you know. But for forty years, mm-hmm. without fail, God fed them fresh manna every day. Yep. He gave them water to drink. Mm-hmm. Their clothes never become threadbare. Yep. The soles of their sandals never wore mm-hmm. out or holes come in them. I mean, you you know, you'd think something you've had 40 years, it'd just start yeah. falling apart, mm-hmm. you know. But in all of that, uh, and he had told them that he was going to lead them to the promised land that flowed with milk and honey, sent the 12 spies in, spied out the land. They said, yes, just like you said, but. Yeah, but. He said, you get in trouble when you put your butt but. in something mm-hmm. you ain't got no business putting in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And uh, so, but only Joshua and Caleb mm-hmm. said, let's go up at once and take it for we're well able. Mm-hmm. If God says you can have something and you just take it, you're well able. Mm-hmm. If you wasn't, God wouldn't tell you to go get it, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, think about this now. Between two and three million people. Yeah. And only two, think about it, two out of almost somewhere between two and three million people, only two of the original bunch that come out of Egypt Mm -hmm. got to enter the promised land. Right. Why? Primarily because of their doubt Mm -hmm. and unbelief murmuring and complaining. Yeah. And uh, so uh, Paul, writing to the Corinthian church, he said that what happened to Israel was an example for our learning. Mm -hmm. So we can look at how God dealt with them. Whenever they would uh, give God thanks and, uh, you know, worship him, stay away from idols Mm -hmm. and do what God told them to do. They wasn't, no people could stand before them. Right. They they would walk in victory. Mm -hmm. But when they would turn their hearts away from God, it, you know, you'd think if, if God did that much for us today, we'd say, oh, we'd be praising him forever. (laughs) No, No, if you didn't get your heart right, you'd be just like Mm -hmm. him. Well, he should have done it quicker. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, why did he have to wait so long? Yeah. Well, didn't he see that we needed this, and we? Why didn't he just bring that on down here and give mm-hmm. it? To, and he 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 did miracles for him for forty years without fail, and parted the Red Sea. And yet they said it'd been better for us if we stayed in Eden. Mm-hmm. At least there we would have had something to eat yeah. or we would have had water, good water. Yeah. You know? uh, I mean, it, it seemed like God couldn't do enough for them. Yeah. And I remember one time thinking about that, and they even turned against Moses. Oh, yeah. You know, and said they spoke of stoning him because the enemy had come in, mm-hmm. and while they were out at battle, uh, you know, with another uh, group of people, and uh, took their possessions, took their wives and their children, and it said they had the soldiers. They had wept till they couldn't weep no more, and they got mad. Then said it's Moses's fault, 
and they was going to spoke a stone in him. Mm-hmm. And Moses went to God and said, God, they're, they're complaining and murmuring against me. He said, no, they're not, Moses. They're murmuring about me. Yeah. And it's because Moses was doing what God right. told him to. They just didn't like the way God was yeah. running things. Mm-hmm. One thing uh, you'll learn, <laughs> if you walk with God any length of time, you're going to find out mm-hmm. he's smarter then than are. you are. <laughs> yeah. And that that's a great revelation. Yeah. And, uh, God is smarter, and he knows what we need. He knows how to do it. He knows how to give it to us. And we, we just have to learn how to be thankful. I mean, you may not, uh, if you go by your feelings, you may not feel so thankful. Right. You know, if if you go by what things look like, you might think, well, what have I got to thank God for? Mm-hmm. If you're alive, you got yeah, something yeah. to thank God for. Mm-hmm. If you're still on this side of the earth, yeah. you know, instead of the earth on top of yeah. you, you got something to thank God for. And uh, I've learned, even in that six months period I was talking about this year, uh, I, I don't know what would have happened if, if I hadn't had a thankful heart. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was at peace. I had the happiness, the joy of the Lord, contentment. Yeah. And I, you know, I just thanking God, even while the surgeon was working on me, mm-hmm. I just lay in there saying, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you for loving me. Thank you mm-hmm. for caring for me. Yeah. Thank you for keeping me. Because mm-hmm. that, that uh, you know, cardiologist told me I should have been dead. Yep. But I'm not. God left me here for a reason. Yeah. And uh, I've always said the devil is not going to take me out of this world. That's right. And I'm not leaving this world until I have finished what God has called me to do, mm-hmm. or either he comes for the church. Yeah. That's the two ways I'll go out right. without a fight. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's when Jesus comes for the church or when I finish, mm-hmm. when I'm satisfied that I finished the calling of God on my life, then it won't matter. Mm-hmm. I'd say, come, come, even so come, Lord Jesus. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's what I think when you look at our society. It, our society pushes to to own or to have the latest and the greatest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, your your success uh, is measured by uh, how nice your vehicles are, how much possession, uh, how big a house do you have, what what clothes do you wear, yeah. it, wh- where do you go to church? Yeah. You know, they they cl- they they clump it in these categories. Yeah. And, and we've took our eyes off and become unthankful because of what we don't have instead, instead of, being of being thankful for what we do have. That's right. And, you know, I remember, you know, before I got married, pre-marriage, uh, I, man, I had that uh, nice brand-new truck, mm-hmm. Z71 Chevrolet. It was fully loaded, first new vehicle ever owned, and I was excited. I was thankful. Mm-hmm. Got married and had to start paying my own bills, and uh, I couldn't afford that truck. <laughs> and I had to sell that truck and get me a little beater truck, mm-hmm. a little knock-around truck. 
And, you know, then we started having kids and I'd see other people driving these nice brand new four wheel drive pickup trucks. And I mean, you know, as years progress, they just get nicer and nicer and prettier and prettier. And I remember thinking one time I seen somebody had one of them and I I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, I said, they don't even live right. I tithe. I'm faithful to the church. I love you. Why they get stuff like that and I can't afford it? Mm-hmm. And he, he chastened me real quick. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he said, you've put your thankfulness or your your appreciation on the wrong objects. Mm-hmm. You know, and I begin to realize even with just something, yeah, I just need to be, th- a vehicle is not where my peace and my security and my thankfulness should be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing with a home. Everybody, well, we, we look at our house. No, you could have the biggest, nicest house, but inside that home when the doors are shut and ain't nobody looking, it could be hell on earth. Mm-hmm. That's right. But you could live in a, a shoebox or or a single-wide trailer that's about to fall in, but if you got your wife and your children there, I, that's where home is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I begin to realize I'm healthy, I've got two beautiful children. Mm-hmm. I've got a beautiful wife that I love, and she loves me. And when I come home from work, they're here. And before long, it, that new truck didn't matter. Mm-hmm. That nice, shiny vi- Now, I'm, they, and there's nothing wrong with them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, all those years, I drove not just some wore out something, but it was just a, you know, four or $5,000 truck because that's all we could afford. Mm-hmm. And... I remember, you know, when my daughter graduated college, I had been patient 20, 23 years. She graduated. Then now I could look at my finance. I went because I needed something, and I was able to upgrade and get me something nicer. Mm -hmm. But even now, my whole attitude, yes, I'm thankful for that truck, but that's not where my thankfulness comes from. Mm -hmm. My thankfulness is that I, I have health in my body, uh, me and my wife been married 25 years, mm-hmm. you know, uh, been been together 30. My daughter's 24. My son's 18. They're both healthy. They both come to church. Mm-hmm. They serve in the church. You know, yeah. Why? Wh- what else should I? That when your thankfulness comes from what you do have, what God's already done for you. Then it just it's just icing on the cake when he does something else. Mm-hmm. And I believe a lot of times just like with the children of Israel, where it said after after he done everything that he done for them for 40 years, the clothes didn't wear out, shoes didn't wear, fed them every day and their livestock, you know, and their livestock, all that after 40 years. And it said, but yet they limited mm-hmm. the God. I believe with us, yeah, we get that same attitude like them. Well, it would have as soon as we run into opposition. Well, it should have. It would have been better for us mm-hmm. to go back to Egypt. It'd be at least we'd have the. And sometimes when we're serving God, but we see things that we don't understand. You know, a lot of people I think get mad when sinners seem like I've had. You know, I know you've heard it. Well, why come sinners seem like they making it better than us? Mm-hmm. Well, it's that that's because you're you're measuring how good you're doing based yeah. on material things. Yeah. You can't take them nowhere with you. When you die, they all hear mm-hmm. and people are going to disperse of those items. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's don't put your eyes on the stuff. 
It's being thankful for what God's kept you from, what he's brought you through, and what you currently have. And when you're thankful for that, then other things just begin to come because then God knows, okay, his eyes is not on the possessions. It's on the one that's given them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think when we begin to turn our hearts, our attitudes more towards not what can I get, but God, thank you for what I've got. Mm-hmm. Thank you that I was. You know, it's like somebody complaining about having to do something with their arms. Well, I can't. I get tired of having to reach. Well, tell that to the guy with no arms. I bet he'd love to reach. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I'm tired of walking. Well, tell that to the guy that don't have legs. I bet he'd love to walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, well, that this is too bright. I'm tired of looking at that. My people complaining. Well, tell that to the guy that can't see. Mm-hmm. Or somebody talking about, well, that, that's, that just hurts my ears. Well, tell that to the person that's deaf. I bet you they'd love to hear what you can hear. All these things we get to be thankful for, mm-hmm. especially here in America. I mean, it, and it's not as like it used to be. There's a lot of homeless people now in America. But it, in America, I mean, I get to go home tonight. I've got a roof over my head. I've got an air-conditioned and heated home. I've got hot running water. Mm-hmm. I've got food in my pantry and, and cold food in my refrigerator. I can get a snack. Why should I complain? Yeah. I should be thankful. Yeah. Yeah, the scripture, I believe it's in the book of Luke, where he said that a man's life consisteth not in the abundance mm-hmm. of things which he possesses. Uh, I know you've heard it, and I have too. Uh, people say, well, if I just had that mm-hmm. I'd be satisfied. No, you wouldn't. No, nah. possessions don't satisfy. <laughs> I, I, you know, till I got born again, I guess I, I'm just like anybody else, searching for something mm-hmm. to fill that emptiness that, yeah. on the inside. Now, long, long as I was busy, long as I was with the crowd and doing mm-hmm. stuff or come up with something new to do, I think, boy, this is what I've been looking yeah. for. But after the new world of it, I still right back where I was, mm-hmm. that emptiness mm-hmm. on the inside. And nothing <clears throat> that I could do could fill that empty hole yeah. down on the inside. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, it, it's... It's it's we're we're certain we're not trying to say that it's a bad thing to have stuff. Absolutely, you know, right. God, I believe God wants to bless yeah. us mm-hmm. more than we allow Him to. Yeah, and the reason I say the more we allow Him to is because that scripture you said there, I believe it's in Psalm seventy-eight, where it said that they limited mm-hmm. the Holy One of Israel. Mm-hmm. And it was going, rehashing yeah. how Moses brought them mm-hmm. out and, uh, you know, led them out of Egypt, how God brought them out with a mighty hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, that that was something. He parted the Red Sea. Yeah. And uh, like you say, a pillar of fire by night and mm-hmm. a cloud by day to shade them. Mm-hmm. And uh, that also was like a barrier between them yeah. and the Pharaoh and that Pharaoh's was army. after mm-hmm. them wanting to destroy their life. Yeah. And uh, so 
uh, you know, after God did all the miraculous things he did, and then it said, but they limited the mm-hmm. Holy One of it. I, I remember the first time I saw that, I said, now, wait a minute. <laughs> I know I didn't read that right. And I read it again. Mm-hmm. They limited the Holy, I said, my God, my God. <laughs> yeah. I said, God would have done more, and he wanted to do more. Mm-hmm. But they limited him because of their doubt and unbelief, because of their unthankfulness, because of their unholiness, mm-hmm. not yeah. being thankful for what God had done. Yeah. I mean, God had never done that for any people before them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or since then that I know yeah. there's uh-huh. any record of anybody else parting the Red Sea <laughs> since since that yeah. day, you know. And uh, and then God took care of their enemy in the middle of the thing that delivered them. Yeah. In the Red Sea. It closed back up on their enemy and it said, From this day forward they'll not be seen anymore. Yeah. You know. And after God did all that they were still unthankful, mm-hmm. you see. And uh, that, we, we you know, as, like I said, it's okay to have things. I believe God wants to bless us more than we allow him to. But that's not, like you said, that's not the thing that we're to set our heart on. Right. I believe, you know, that God wants us to have money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, how can we finance the kingdom of God right. and the preaching of the gospel and uh, things that uh, God would have us to do to bless others if we don't have anything to bless them with? All right. You see? Mm-hmm. So, and uh, I think you mentioned this this morning. I was paying attention. <laughs> you know, you said you said uh, that people would say money is the root of all evil. Right. That's a lie. Right. It didn't say money was the root of all evil. It says the love of it. Mm-hmm. A person can commit that sin and not have a dime in his pocket. Yeah. You see. Yeah. If oh, if I if I just had this much money, if I just had that much money, what? Oh, you you didn't have enough sense. To handle it, you'd blow it, mm-hmm. you know. People that's won the lottery and thought they had it made, maybe they uh, might have won a million-dollar lottery. Mm-hmm. I know some of them's won them big, Billion. big yeah. jackpots, you know. And uh, and they think, well, if boy, if I could just win the lottery, mm-hmm. what I'd do? Well, you'd mess it up. Yeah, you know, statistically, I think the majority of people that has won mm-hmm. the big power balls and stuff, yeah. I think within a five to ten year span, are in worse shape than they were yeah. before they won before the they money got it. because yeah. they didn't manage that money. They yeah. bought a house that they couldn't afford. Yeah. You know, because they buy, oh, I got the money, but they don't think of the upkeep. And then they're in worse shape than if they had a... Yeah. Just never played it. Used it wisely, <laughs> yeah. or, you know, or used it for something. Yeah, invested something. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's it still that the point I'm making, yes, I believe God wants us to prosper. I believe God wants to have, for us to have nice things. 
uh, nice clothes to wear, mm-hmm. a nice vehicle to drive. It don't have to be the highest price. No. It don't have to be a Rolls Royce. Yeah. Or it don't have to be a Lamborghini or yeah. whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was something you eat. <laughs> but I believe that's a zucchini. But that's, yeah. Anyhow, uh, you know, it it it's okay if you have those things, but don't set your heart right. on that. Yeah. That's why the Bible said, if riches increase, and they they subject to, especially mm-hmm. if you obeying God, oh, yeah. tithing mm-hmm. and giving, yep. sowing seed, uh, you're going to increase. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and a lot of it may depend how much you increase may depend on how thankful you are. Exactly. And how you're using what God has blessed you with. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, if God blessed you for whatever reason, he blessed you with a million dollars and you was shouting, jumping up and down for a couple of weeks, boy, I just got it, just look mm-hmm. at it. I'm Boy, I've got yeah. it. May I won't never have to worry about nothing. But after that two weeks, God said, now I want you to take that uh, million dollars, write a check on it. It's in the bank. You write a check on it and give it to this ministry Yeah, to win soul. Well, how am I going to, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. You know, how am I going to make it? Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, if you sow a million dollars into the kingdom of God because God told you to, not doing it to show off, right? But doing it because God told you to. It's like uh, the scripture that uh, says in, uh, uh, I believe it's Proverbs, said, uh, "He that gives to the poor mm-hmm. lends to the, the Lord, Lord, and the Lord will we'll repay." repay. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's like uh, I, I know we've used the illustration of the rich young ruler. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And uh, he said, why callest thou me good? Yeah, There's none good but one, that's God. Right. But he began to quote the commandments. Thou shall not steal, mm-hmm. thou shall not kill, thou shall not commit a Adultery, honor thy father and thy mother. He said, oh, well, he said, ever since I'm just a young lad, I've done that. He said, you're like one thing. He said, "What's?" I bet he's, he's, he's probably excited. I just like one thing. Yeah, Boy, tell me what it is, Jesus, and, and I, I'll yep. go get it done. Mm-hmm. Go and sell all you have and give it to the poor. Mm-hmm. And you see, people will take that and thank God don't want us to have nothing. Yeah. And I've heard preachers preach. Oh, yeah, I have too. And say, you see, God don't want us to have none of this world's goods. Mm-hmm. It's evil and it's wicked. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. God wasn't after that rich young ruler's money. No, he was after his, his heart. That's right. And if he had obeyed what Jesus told him oh, to do, yeah. What would he have received? He would have received the promise of eternal life. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Yep. And God would have repaid, repaid him. him. With interest. Yeah. <laughs> you see. And people miss that. Mm-hmm. You see. So whatever God gives you to use, to work with, it's, I mean, 
what what is stuff if you don't use it for the right thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, me and Mama, <laughs> I call them Mama. <laughs> she's your Mama. She's yeah. my wife. Uh, we we've been married for fifty three years. Mm-hmm. What do we need? Right. I mean. I've got all the clothes I can wear. Mm-hmm. I've got all the vehicles I can drive. Uh, I, we, we don't need anything. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, but if I get blessed with something, yeah. we don't hoard it up on ourselves. We sow it. Mm-hmm. We may not give the whole entire amount, yeah. but we'll sow a good seed yeah. right back into the kingdom of God. And, uh, I know since, uh, you know, we retired uh, back in October, uh, the first Sunday in October, uh, you know, the church, uh, mm-hmm. you had uh, Ted Shuttleworth Jr. came and uh, spoke a message of, you know, a sowing a seed of honor mm-hmm. into our lives. Yeah. Well, we weren't expecting that. I mean, we we are blessed. We're okay. We you know, God has blessed us through the year. Uh, I may not be rich as far as world standard, right. but uh, I'm rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Praise God. I have Jesus. Mm-hmm. And they, you can't buy that with money. Right. And uh, But we've saved, been able to save a little money, put back a little money for our retirement. and uh, But the people began to give and bless us. But we... We tithe, we tithe mm-hmm. back to the church. There's somebody said, you mean you tithe to your own church? Well, I wouldn't want to tithe to nobody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to tithe to my church. Mm-hmm. This church, I mean, this is the one I go to. This mm-hmm. is the one I believe in. And I'm going, as long as I live, yeah. I'm going to continue to tithe mm-hmm. here in this church. Mm-hmm. Now, we've sown seed yeah. into other ministries. We've given money into other people's lives. Uh, we've even, uh, maybe a person, a family, may have liked two or three, maybe four payments of paying off their house. Mm-hmm. And we'd write them a check for it and pay it off for mm-hmm. So their house would be paid for. Yeah. Praise God. And ours is paid for. Yeah. I believe the reason it is is because we sowed seed mm-hmm. into that to be a blessing. That's the thing, uh, you know, you, we, we think about Abraham. God said, I'm going to bless you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make your name great. In other words, he'll have a good name. Mm-hmm. Wherever he goes, he'll have a good name. But, and, and he said, and I'm going to make you a blessing. Right. Well, for him to make you be a blessing, you've got to be blessed. To become a blessing. That's right. And, uh, you know, I may can't give as much as some people do, but I can give whatever God asks me to give. Yeah. You know, and uh, I don't worry about, well, am I going to have enough to last me till I leave this earth? I don't worry about it. Yeah. Because I know as long as I'm putting seed into the ground and I'm trusting God, there's always a harvest going to be coming back. Yeah. I remember in, I believe it's in 2 Corinthians chapters 8 and 9, where it talks about uh, sowing seed, you know. And I remember reading that scripture said, 
you know, when you sow seed, it is always multiplied back. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, when I was reading that one one day, this has been several years ago, uh, the Lord spoke to me and he said, son, always remember, every seed sown is always multiplied. Mm-hmm. You see, God will multiply it back to you. It may not come back the next day or right. the next week or maybe even the next month, but if you continue being obedient unto God and doing what he's asked you to do and being thankful, sooner or later, that seed is going to produce and it's going to bring forth fruit. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like uh, in Ecclesiastes where it talks about casting your bread upon the, the water mm-hmm. and after many days it'll come back to mm-hmm. you. I've I've uh, read this and I've heard it said that everything you throw in the ocean sooner or later is going to wash it. ashore. Yep. You know, so the the thing that God I think wants us to see there how 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 many waves hit the seashore? Yeah. Do it ever stop? Mm-mm. No. One right after another. One right after another. Mm-hmm. And it, the, with the idea that if you're casting your seed, or, mm-hmm. you know, upon the water, after many days it's going to come back to you, then that means when the first wave comes in, you can be thankful. Say, the next wave's going to have a blessing too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the next wave's going to have a blessing too. Mm-hmm. And the next wave's going to have a yep. blessing too. And so... Uh, you can't ever stop being a seed sower. Right. Because when you stop, then when that last wave runs out, there ain't no more coming. Yeah. And eventually, (laughs) you get to doing it enough to where the tide that is taking your seed out also is the tide that's producing the wave that your blessing's coming in on. They're just passing each other. Passing each other. Because you just continually do it. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that's where we need to to realize and those of you watching uh you know even if even if you find yourself struggling uh maybe financially maybe maybe because of inflation and things that are going on right irregardless of that or if it's a family drama or it, it don't matter what's going on i know everybody has something they're having to deal with it seems like but stop and look at what you do have Take an inventory of what you do have and be thankful. Be yeah. thankful in the little, in the least. Yeah. You know, right, uh, just right quick, I'll interject this, this thought. You know, you mentioned earlier about uh, you can look at where somebody lives. Mm-hmm. They may have a beautiful, beautiful home. Mm-hmm. They may have three or four brand new cars, mm-hmm. vehicles sitting in the driveway. Yeah. And you look at that and you just say, boy, they they sure got it made. Mm -hmm. Just look at all they've got. But you don't know the hell that may be going on inside that home, Mm -hmm. you see. And uh, the Bible talks about it better. The uh, psalmist David was saying, I'd rather be a doorkeeper. Yeah in the house of God mm-hmm. than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. That's right. And uh, so, so uh, again, 
it, it's not the possessions, it's not the stuff. It's even though it may be good to have that, yeah, right? But if your heart's in the right place and God tells you to give it away, so okay, yeah, Father, you it's yours, you take yeah. it. You're the one that blessed me in the first place, you take it. And I'll do whatever you tell me. To. Well, God's not going to leave you without. No. He's going to take care of you. And to have a home, a house where there's love. Yep. Love for each other, the husband and the wife, the mm-hmm. parents toward the children, the children towards the parents. I tell you, when, when you've got that, uh, the other stuff just don't mean It just don't mean anything. Because... That's the only thing. The love of God is the only thing that will fill that empty hole inside of you. Mm -hmm. It's like somebody said it this way. Every human being has a God-shaped hole in their heart. And if you're trying to put a square peg in a round hole, nothing will fit. fit. (laughs) You might think when you've got something, you say, boy, now I'm happy I've got this. A uh, new truck, or I, mm-hmm. I've got a better truck than my neighbor down the road. Yeah. Well, don't get lifted up in pride. Mm-mm. You know, <laughs> you you think my, but after the new wears off of it, it's just a truck. Yeah, especially after you make that first payment. Yeah, it after ain't the so first fun the payment moment. or two, it ain't new <laughs> no more. You got a couple hundred miles. On yeah, it. it's just another truck. Yeah, is it? And so, uh, just keep in mind, don't don't set your heart on things so much yeah. it's not that god don't want you to have things or that god don't want you blessed yeah. he does but like you said put put your faith in the blesser yeah not the blessing yeah exactly and that's one of the fact you know saying that i've heard before is you know god don't mind you having stuff just don't let your stuff have you have you yeah so Irregardless, this especially this Thanksgiving. Yeah. Take inventory of what you do have. Not what you need, not what you're wanting for, but what you do have. Even if it's a little bit, but be thankful. And most of all, be thankful that God loved us enough mm-hmm. while we were yet sinners. He Christ sent died. his son and Christ died for us. It's like I said, uh, Sunday, I said, you know, that when Jesus was hanging on that cross suffering, he wasn't just looking at the crowd around him. He was looking into the future, and he saw you and I. He died for us. He had us on his mind while he was on the cross. That's enough if he lives in your heart to be thankful for. If he don't live in your heart, you need to accept him into your life, and I promise you, you'll have one of the best Thanksgivings yeah. you've ever had. Amen. Be thankful. Have a great Thanksgiving holiday. We pray safety of travels for all of you that have to travel. Hug your family, love them, and most of all, be thankful that Jesus loves you. We'll see you next week. Yeah.